0: Input Output. Hi, this is Input Output, and I'm your host, Mark Yarm. Today on the Input Output podcast, we've got a pair of stories about the ever expanding streetwear culture.
1: All men do it. Do all men almost go bankrupt because of the money they were spending on it? That was five years ago. What do you want me to say here, Devin? They're just sneakers.
0: The new Netflix comedy series Sneakerhead centers on a family guy named Devin and his quest for a pair of legendary sneakers. Inputmag.com senior editor Edgar Alvarez recently interviewed series creator Jay Longino about the show's origins and more. Here's Edgar reading an excerpt from his piece...
2: The main character, Devin, spends much of his time desperately trying to buy a pair of highly coveted white cement Jordan 4s. The same silhouette creator and showrunner Jay Longino got from Jordan himself in real life. But after a string of mishaps that include losing thousands of dollars, Devin ends up on a quest for a mystical and fictional pair of Air Jordans dubbed the Zeros, which he and his friend Bobby believe are the holy grail of sneakers.
0: Welcome back to the show, Edgar.
2: Thank you for having me. I feel like it's been a long time. It's been a minute.
0: So you interviewed the creator and showrunner of sneakerheads and he has a personal story about getting these sneakers from Michael Jordan himself. What can you tell us about that?
2: Yeah, so when I spoke to Jay, one of the, the most interesting parts of our interview, right, was I was asking him where the idea for the sneakerheads show, which is now streaming on Netflix, where it came from He was telling me that when he was a teenager back in the 80s, he was lucky enough to get a job with the Atlanta Hawks in the PR department, so, you know, he had heard stories that... Michael Jordan would gift game-worn pairs of shoes to kids around the NBA arenas, around the country. So he said he, you know, he gave it a shot. He knew somebody through his job at the PR department and was like, hey, you know, maybe I can meet Mike. And sure enough, he got to meet Michael Jordan and Michael Jordan gave him a pair of white cement Air Jordan 4s. I'm actually a size 13, he's a size 13. So I ended up playing my junior year in his game-worn 4s, even though everyone thought I was crazy to do that. But I figured there's, his sweat is in these shoes. It's gonna like, osmosis, It's you know, like. Uh, I'm going to drop 48. Funny, but also sad story is that apparently Jay Longino's mom's ended up selling them on a garage sale years after that, which he was pretty, uh, pretty sad about. (laughs) It's a pretty sad story, but apparently
0: it informs the plot of Sneakerheads, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, that is what fueled the story of Sneakerheads itself. You know, it's about a main character named Devin. He's, he's been out of the sneaker game for a while, and he's trying to get back into it and find this his Holy Grail pair of sneakers, which is the White Cement, Jordan 4s. But, you know, along the way, he and his friend Bobby end up finding another pair that they want more, and that's the Zeros, which the Zeros in real life don't exist, but in the story itself, that's the pair that they're after.
0: So you're a big sneakerhead. What does this series get right and what does it get wrong about sneaker culture?
2: As a long type sneakerhead, I think what it gets right about our culture is that aspect of like always wanting to hunt for the next pair, right? Especially nowadays where it's not as easy to get them as it was back in the day where you can just, you know, it was it was a very niche subculture. And I think that's what it gets right, like that aspect of wanting to get and doing everything you can to get that next pair of sneakers. Uh In terms of what it gets wrong, I don't think there's one thing that I would hone in on, but I think there are parts of the show itself that can be a little bit cheesy, a little bit cringy, uh, but in a way that's sneaker culture on its own, right? So, uh, you know, you have certain characters who I will not name that I know I have friends and and maybe I'm, I'm a little bit extra myself sometimes who can be a little bit uh, obnoxious about sneakers and the culture itself. So I think in trying to portray that aspect of it, the show sometimes takes it a little bit too far. And You have certain characters that are you're like, ah, this guy's annoying uh, or whatever. Say you're like
0: me and you're not a sneakerhead. Will this appeal to a general audience?
2: I was trying to think of this when I finished watching the show. What would be a show that I would compare it to, right? And... I think if a show like New Girl appeals to you, I think you would have an easy time watching Sneakerheads. It's also, you know, it's it's a pretty low-key show to watch. It's uh, it's like six episodes on the first season, and it's they're all about like less than 30 minutes or so. But I think one of the main things that Jay was, was telling me when I interviewed him was, you know, he didn't want the show just to be for Sneakerheads, right? And, and he wanted to sort of appeal to a broader audience. And that meant like making the show about not just sneakers, but also about friendship and relationships and how sneakers tie into all of that.
0: You can follow Edgar on Twitter, at ABCDEgger. Now on to today's second story.
2: What's up, this is Melody Asani. What's up, this is Alayli May. Hey, it's Vashti. Check out some exclusive content from the Women of Jordan.
0: Nearly four decades after the birth of the Air Jordan, the namesake brand Nike created for Michael Jordan is finally turning its attention to women. And it's paying off big time, writes Jessica Schiffer, a contributing editor at Vogue Business. Here's Jessica reading an excerpt from her recent piece on InputMag.com.
1: Women's affinity for Michael Jordan and his style, as well as sportswear at large, is nothing new but it's taken Jordan brand 36 years to fully commit to giving women who drive the majority of overall consumer purchasing what they want. Sneakers and clothing made explicitly for them.
0: Welcome to the show, Jessica.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: So why has it taken the Jordan brand so long to pay attention to women like this?
1: I think there are a a couple of factors. The first of which is that sportswear in general has been really behind on giving women the attention that they deserve and recognizing that they're also interested in wearing sportswear and sneakers that a lot of men are interested in. I think it's also related to the fact that fashion as a larger system just has not given women the recognition and respect that they deserve.
0: And you spoke to some of the Jordan brand team for this piece. What did they tell you about the appeal of the brand to women?
1: I think they recognize that there are a lot of, first of all, basketball fans in the world who are women who have followed Jordan's career from the start. And I think that is the number one appeal in, you know, wearing Jordan brand products. But I also think there are just women who like a more athletic style and more of a streetwear, sporty vibe to their clothes and their sneakers. And so even if they don't have an affinity for Jordan, which seems unlikely because most people do, they gravitate towards the style of sneaker and clothing that is on offer.
0: And based on what you wrote, the move seems to be working, at least business-wise.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, women now represent 24% of all Jordan sales, which is really impressive considering they only rolled this women's wear line out at the beginning of this year and have only been selling women's sneakers for about two years. So it's really paid off. I mean, they had their first billion dollar quarter in December. And during the earnings call, they cited women buying their products as one of the main factors for that growth.
0: So what is the lesson here for other streetwear brands?
1: You know, I think the lesson for other streetwear brands is one, move very quickly because if you haven't paid attention to women yet, you should be paying attention to them now. I think on top of that, it's a sign that paying attention to women really pays off. Investing in women pays off and You will not regret making this decision. It's been a long time coming. Women, as I said at the start of the podcast, make up the majority of consumer purchasing. They're not just buying for themselves. They're buying for their families, for their friends. And if you can get on their good side, it's very, very good for your business at the end of the day.
0: You can follow Jessica on Twitter at Jessica Schiffer. And I am at Mark Yarm. For more news from the world of technology and culture, visit InputMag.com. You can click on the links in the show notes for the stories we discussed today. New episodes of Input Output are released three times a week. If you enjoyed what you heard, please give us a rating and review on iTunes. You can find Input Output on your smart speaker or whichever podcast app you use. Thanks for listening.